Hello everybody, I hope you're keeping very well this week. Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast of Shemaine's Model Health for those looking to learn about their body and optimize their long-term health and weight. I'm Shemaine Laney, I am biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert and of course your host and I'm very, very, very happy to have you back with me on this lovely almost spring day. Uh, Before we move on, I must stress that the information in this podcast should not be taken as medical advice and taken as information only. Please consult with your health or medical professional before making any life changes. Okay, so this week we're looking at combating acne and I've been meaning to do this for quite a while. Um, It pops up so much with my clients and being concerned with their children but also with some of my clients themselves. And then my own son, I've had to do um, a bit to hack his acne and we've been very successful. Um, So we're going to look at acne. Um, this week and how it relates to hormones and what we can do about it. So acne is something that roughly 85% of young adults are um, exposed to and the severity of the acne depends on the type of scarring you may be left with as a grown adult. So there are many factors such as hygiene, diet, good health, genetic makeup, um, hormones um, and that we're going to look a little bit more into all of that in this week's podcast. Um, The role sex hormones play um, specifically in the causation and development of acne. So the types of acne or acne vulgaris, you've got your blackheads, you've got your whiteheads, you've got your papules, you've got pustules, got nodules and you got cysts. So when we look at acne and hormones and specifically sex hormones and this is always kind of the first thing I'll look at when I'm looking at any sort of onset acne even with adult onset acne I'm generally looking at the hormones. So this first one is DHT and it's dihydrotestosterone It's usually the main player um, in acne, specifically in young guys and anyway. And dihydrotestosterone is a product of converted testosterone via the 5-alpha reductase enzyme that's responsible for the conversion. Um, And I talk a bit more about enzymes and other stuff regards hormones. But there's a big link that DHT is one of the main offenders in acne production. So androgens or sex hormones such as DHT, they bind with the receptors in your sebaceous glands, um, so the glands of your skin, and these glands produce more sebum. So this fluid um, is very DHT rich and it causes an oily waxy form of sebum that widens the pore and welcomes in dirt and bacteria. Um, This then stimulates an immune response to the body to get rid of this foreign particle, so the dirt or the bacteria, um, and this immune response shows its face or shows itself in the form of a very nice little 
pimple um, or spot to rid the infected follicles of foreign bodies. So it's an immune response. Now, this DHT-rich sebum in the pores throws out um, the natural fatty acid balance um, in the pores of like your oils, your waxes, your esters, um, all that stuff that's present in the epidermal layer of the skin. So, what with the DHT, what happens with the conversion is there's too much testosterone being converted into DHT. So you get that overproduction. That's where we can see it in teenage boys. They're getting this massive surge in testosterone production as they hit puberty and they grow. But depending on conversion pathways, if a lot of it is getting converted into DHT, this is where we'll see a rise in the acne. And this androgen conversion um, can also be seen in women who get an outbreak of acne on their jawline roughly around day 22 of their cycle when progesterone surges. And this is an indication that progesterone may be converting down the DHT pathway um, and contributing to that breakout before your period. So there's a few things we can do to help control this conversion um, of testosterone. There's a few things. These are quite effective and I use them, a few of them on my son. Um, and we've seen some really great results in regards to that testosterone converting down the correct pathway rather than the wrong one and ending up with too much DHT. Um, and I have, this can be relative, just as a side note, to some people that are undergoing IVF treatment and may be getting um, treated with extra testosterone if they're seeing extra outbreaks in acne, this conversion pathway could be an issue there. Okay, so how can we kind of prevent this and make sure that we're not getting the excess um, DHT? I'll start with my favorite. So my favorite would be zinc. So a zinc supplement is very effective at inhibiting that conversion pathway and inhibiting excess DHT. You would either do a zinc, I like piclinate, um, but I also will encourage my son to eat raw pumpkin seeds too because pumpkin being a very um, high, what's the word I'm looking for? High source of zinc. Um, Brazil nuts also have some nice zinc and the selenium found in Brazil nuts can also be very effective in helping with acne as well. Then you've got green tea. Um, foods containing lycopene can be very effective, specifically tomato paste because that's very high in lycopene. It's totally off the well, not off the charts, but mostly unheard of by a lot of people, is encouraging more lycopene in the diet, like tomatoes, uh, red peppers, foods that are red and orange, tomato paste. They can be very helpful with that um, battling of acne. Then you can look at um, another supplement. Saw palmetto can be very effective. Again, it helps with that DHT conversion. I like um, dim can be effective. So that's thy and all methane can be um, helpful. And in some people we can see reishi can be effective because it can help calm down that immune response too. 
So that's looking at uh, DHT. Now if we look at IGF-1, so insulin-like growth factor 1 and mTOR, um, mammalian target of rapamycin, so that's mTOR, studies are now showing that there is a link between these these are pro-growth hormones released in response to training and recovery um, of muscle tissue and acne. So this may be due to two things. The ability to stimulate more sebum production um, and rapid recovery and growth, meaning that the pores not only produce more sebum, but with that insulin growth factor, um, you're getting more growth, more sebum, but also close the, they can trap any dirt or sweat under a fine layer of skin tissue because everything's happening so fast, contributing to that accumulation or that perfect recipe for acne. Um, higher amounts of insulin present in the body also increase levels of DHEA from the adrenal stimulating the sex hormone um, sex hormones productions and increase of androgens so back to that DHT um, so high amounts of insulin can increase the chances of androgens getting converted into DHT and then your acne as well so we know that insulin increases IGF-1 and mTOR and it also depends on the day you're having it but if you've got a teen that maybe is training a lot and then eating a lot of rubbish and then they're getting a big outbreak of acne you want to go back and then start looking at their nutrition um, and implementing some of those pumpkin seeds and brazil nuts. So stress and cortisol um, these also play a part in acne, more so in adult onset acne than in teens, even though they have the worst life ever. Um, the same enzyme that detoxifies excess cortisol is also responsible for the detoxification of excess androgens, so your sex hormones, your male sex hormones, well, they're associated with males. The body will prioritize in an in a, in a fashion, in a certain protocol, what is more important? And this will always be the life hormone um, or the fight or flight, that is cortisol. So that will always get detoxified first. Um, so this enzyme is called cytochrome P450 and it plays a big part in our detoxification and our immune response. Um, and this, this enzyme will determine that your cortisol gets detoxified first before your DHT will. Um, this enzyme is found in the, liz in the lizard, <laughs> in the liver, um, and it helps with phase one liver detoxification. It helps with um, detoxifying alcohols and toxins and chemicals. It helps with bilirubin, and it also helps with the synthesis of vitamin D. Um, so when exposed to high levels of stress, the body will utilize its resources to maintain balanced levels of cortisol as much as possible, thereby increasing androgen status. That means 
it'll focus on keeping cortisol level and kind of ignore what's happened with the androgens so they can keep building and building and building and give you um, this big kind of spillover effect that ends up causing androgens to convert to DHT instead of detoxifying these androgens. Does that make sense? The stress will come first in this sense. So we looked at, um, these are the main players, like birth control as well can play a part in um, acne and of course hygiene. So if we're looking at teenagers, generally not the cleanest species out there, but hygiene is something important. So um, let's look at combating acne from the hormonal perspective. So avoid stressors as much as possible especially for adults simple things um like the your cup of coffee but the quality the type of your coffee in the morning can be a stress on your body so if you're drinking a crappy mold infested coffee or a poor quality coffee that could be causing you to break out in pimples or spots Find areas in your diet that may be increasing that mTOR or IGF-1 activity. If you are directly stimulating these through training and diet choices um, and find that you're getting more acne, then this may be an area that you want to address. Again, with the zinc, zinc is crucial for healthy skin and cellular health. It's also essential for thyroid health and metabolism, by the way. Um, so it's it's so it plays such a big part in the whole body, and it helps with that five alpha reductase enzyme and how your body will convert testosterone into DHT. So zinc, very important. If there was one thing I would say straight off the bat for combating acne would be to start getting more zinc into your diet. Um, like I said, keep up good hygiene. Try not to dry out the skin too much, but do try to keep the pores clear of bacteria as much as possible. So you do want a bit of oil in the skin, but you want to monitor that there's not a big bacteria buildup um, that gets trapped in there and causes an immune response or even like tiny dirt particles. So I will encourage my son to use like a charcoal face soap made by the lovely Alicia of Green Butterfly here in Air so he will use um, the charcoal activated charcoal face wash face soap daily pretty much I also do get them activated charcoal face wipes because you know what kids are like for washing their face sometimes wipes are just easier I'll also get him to spray some silver on bad acne spots if I see them pop up so some colloidal silver um, once in a while we will use some tea tree oil again Alicia makes um, an awesome tea tree acne kind of rollerball. We'll use that, but we might also dab on some um, apple cider vinegar as well I've used to just kind of kill off any bacteria that may be in the pores. So once in a while, I'll do that. Um, pay attention to what fatty acid content you may be putting on your skin um, for hydration. If you're an adult and you're experiencing acne, 
the chemicals could be playing a part. The, your skin may not respond specifically to a certain type of face, face oil or moisturizer. Studies have shown that in the sebum responsible at the core of the acne, there is higher concentrations of oleic acid. Now, oleic acid is pre prevalent in our diet in the form of cereal grains and dairy and are huge contributors to insulin and IGF-1. That's why we see if people start cutting out cereals and grains and dairy and watching their sugar in, um, intake, we all see dramatic improvements in acne alone just doing stuff like that because we're bringing down that oleic acid or that inflammatory omega-6 acid that also gives you sore joints and swelling in your hands. So when combating acne, we're trying to opt for foods and oils higher in linoleic acid instead um, that are supporting good oils. And these good oils help balance oleic and linoleic acid um, within the body as well. If you're looking for a good face cream or face oil, if you're looking for something local, I use a lot of Alicia of Green Butterflies. Um, stuff here i use her moisturizer and her body butter i use the charcoal soap myself i use her rose balm her rose face balm i like that but i also use some beauty beauty counter products as well so they're free of a lot of harsh chemicals and fat lights and stuff like that so um just be aware of all this so you've got a lot of tools there to get you going on combating acne in your teen or even in yourself um monitor those hormones hormone fluctuations, sex hormones, um, your insulin is going to be a big player. If, if you're training hard, what are you eating after that? What's it doing to your body? Stay clean, keep your hygiene nice and as natural as possible. And that implementing a lot of the stuff in this podcast should help you see big, big changes in um acne there's one thing i forgot to mention where i did see big improvements in acne um is krill and if you know me you know krill is probably like my top supplement one of my favorite supplements but once we started implementing krill into my son's diet along with the zinc piclinate um, and the other kind of food sources that I was giving him but it was the krill that we really saw a big turning point because krill is a very strong anti-inflammatory and it can help then um, the body balance out those omega-3 to omega six fatty acids and when you look at someone with acne on their face especially a teen it looks like their face is on fire it's very inflamed and krill can be very effective at bringing down or putting out that fire it's a very strong anti-inflammatory and it helps support the immune system so remember we said if some bacteria or dirt particles are getting into the body and your body launches an immune response the krill can be very good at managing that and just balancing out all of those hormones the immune response um, and the inflammatory process so krill definitely will be something i would look out for look for always look on the back of your krill especially if you have fish allergies that you're getting a pure krill and not a fish blend um and that's just kind of better safe than sorry um in that sense but i'm always there 
like krill is one of my top supplements if not my top anyway i hope you found this podcast really really helpful and you implement some of the biohacking tactics in this and you start to see some awesome results especially before summer okay enjoy the rest of your week stay safe um as always sharing is caring and we'll chat to you next week bye bye